Hello, Dre. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm sleepy. You're sleepy, but are you still ready to go digging with Peter? Yes, I'm is. All right, if you start snoring in the middle, I'll wake you up by speaking loudly. I'm not going to fall asleep now, but if you hear the dog snoring, he's sleepy too. Okay. Well, today we are talking about the 1980 Aerosmith compilation, Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. Uh, this album, since it was released er, in 1980, basically encompasses tracks from uh, the first six albums by Aerosmith, mm-hmm. ranging from the, their self-titled debut in 1973 up through uh, Night in the Ruts in 1979, though I don't think there are actually any tracks from that album on here. I know you know who Aerosmith is. Yep. Are. <laughs> Aerosmith are, and you are a bit of a fan from at least part of their existence. Yep. The the 70s, early on in Aerosmith's existence, were pretty big. All six of those albums I mentioned went at least platinum, including Toys in the Attic, which was their third album. That went eight times platinum. Wow. So a couple of gajillion albums sold, you know. Uh, interestingly enough, none of those albums hit number one on the U.S. album charts. And some of them got pretty high, but these were more like long tail sales. Like they didn't get like super, super hot all at once. It was like continued success. That says I'm, a lot though. I'm not sure where I got this specific album from, but I'm pretty sure the reason I bought it was because nearly everything on this Greatest Hits album was something that got played on the local classic rock radio station ad nauseum. So I'm not sure if I bought it because I liked it or if I bought it because I was just so used to hearing the stuff on it that I was like, yeah, might as well. (laughs) Why not just buy all the albums? That was actually part of the next question I was going to ask is that since this is a very straightforward greatest hits album, Back in the day, when not everything was available on streaming any time from any album that you could think of, when you are a poor teenager who cannot afford to buy a million albums, Greatest Hits albums definitely had their place. It's like, well, you know, I like this, and I like that, and I like this, but in order to get all this, I'd have to buy four, five, six different albums, and I cannot afford four, five, six different albums. Now, if we're talking today, this album wouldn't even exist. At best, this would be a playlist on Spotify. (laughs) I thought they were people were still doing greatest hit albums. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a greatest hits album. I have to check and see, but I could have swore that I've seen them as I walk through stores. No, I'm I'm sure they exist. Like this. This one album in particular, I mean, let's face it, album sales as like physical album sales on a whole are not nearly what they used to be because streaming is, if you wanted some, if you wanted some popular songs and you couldn't just, you couldn't either actually go out and buy or just couldn't justify going out and buying multiple albums, these were 
these were the best thing. Or in some cases, the, the albums they came off of just weren't in print or weren't immediately available. True. It's like, or you could go super old school and make your own greatest hit album like we used to do off the radio. Here we have on this album, 10 tracks selected from those first six albums. Mm-hmm. Like I said, pretty much all of them with maybe a couple exceptions. I remember hearing pretty regularly on the, on the classic rock station at home. And I'm sure most people who have at least a passing familiarity with, with Aerosmith will recognize a good chunk of these tracks. That's what I gathered from it. So was there anything in particular from, from what you remember of Aerosmith before that you like here? Well, I only knew for the songs like hearing them, like I remember remember them. Like, like, hearing, like remembering them well? Yeah, like I knew the melodies and some of the lyrics and stuff like that, and I danced along. So I knew mm-hmm. some of the stuff, and everything else sounded good and probably in familiar in ways. So I know I've listened to a lot of this music before, and it's probably because, like, you know, I got introduced to them through Walk This Way. And so mm-hmm. that led me down this rapid hole of chasing Aerosmith on MTV and the radio, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out who are they, how do I hear more, and that was difficult enough. So I was yeah. like, oh, I can do Yeah, I like this a lot. What's the favorite? Favorite? Man, I don't know if I could choose a favorite. Dream On is the one that sticks in my head the most, which is weird because it's the first one. So usually I forget the first song as I go through, but that's the one that keeps popping up in my head mm-hmm. as I think about that. So I'll say that's my favorite. You know, you know what's weird about Dream On, for me anyway? I don't think anybody would say that Steven Tyler has a smooth voice. Not at all. And especially not now. But it is kind of strange hearing his voice sound so much smoother. You know I had to I mean? remind myself a couple times that it, who I was listening to. I'm like, this, like, I know what I'm supposed to be listening to. So I would run back to my phone. Like, am I still on the album? Did I like lose track of myself? And like, I wasn't missing anything. So, okay. Right, he's, he's always had a <laughs> bit of that gravelly thing going on. Yeah, raspiness but, kind of. Yeah, but there, there's there's not really anything on this album that sounds like, I don't know, mid-90s Aerosmith, which I know that, you know, they advance, they change, they evolve. But, they old. you know, yeah, they get old, but kudos to them because they are still going. Right. I mean, for for any group whose first album was in 1973 and who are still still going and really with the same group of guys like almost 50 years later dedication love and talent uh or they can't give up the money <laughs> these these guys don't need to work anymore they don't they definitely I was thinking don't. about that when i was listening to it I was like, if anybody tells me they have never heard at least one Aerosmith song in their life, I would think they have never gone outside. They've never been to any sporting events or seen a commercial or watched a movie or they just don't have screens in their life or something. They just these guys probably could have hung it up after this after this greatest hits album and been totally set for life. If I'm remembering correctly, there is only one one track on this on this album that didn't originate on one of their albums and is mm-hmm. also a cover and that's of course mm-hmm. 
the cover of Come Together, which right. I haven't looked this up, but I have to believe that is one of the most covered songs like ever in pop music history. I would imagine so, because I actually looked up because I'm like, you know what? I keep hearing this song by so many people. I don't know who wrote it. So I looked it up. Yeah. I had Lennon, Lennon and McCartney. I don't even know if I had ever heard Aerosmith do it before I listened to this. Mm -hmm. But I may have, but I'm not sure. In 1978, I believe it was, there was a film version of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which, of course... Mm -hmm. The, the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Hearts Club Band was, uh, was by the Beatles earlier on. But this one mostly featured the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. So it's a very 70s film. And the soundtrack to that movie is where this cover of Come Together comes from. Anyway, this particular album that we are actually talking about actually has sold so much that it went beyond platinum certification by the RIA. It's actually certified diamond, Ooh. which I think is awarded when you hit like 10 times platinum. I never know what those things mean. I just hear and think that's great. Well, if I remember correctly, an album is certified platinum. I don't know about current current days because when when they add in like streaming and all that i'm talking about just before when it was just physical album sales mm -hmm. i believe that an album was certified platinum when the riaa verified that it had sold one million units that okay so if uh if you have just a standard old album and someone says that hit that went two times platinum it means it sold at least two million copies for, so for something to have sold at a rate to to be certified 11 times platinum, it sold at least 11 million physical copies. Hmm. So now it's like diamonds after that somewhere. Got it. Maybe. Yeah. Two. So I think I think diamond is officially 10 times platinum. Some of some of the tracks on this are not the album versions. Uh, when you get to Same Old Song and Dance and Sweet Emotion, those are actually the singles versions. Not quite what was on the album, but slight edits, most like edit, radio edits and things like that. The version of Walk This Way is not the same one that was on Toys in the Attic. Uh, this one, the the album version, that first, the first verse is sung twice. And on this one, it, they only sing that first verse once. Okay. So it's a little bit shorter. But I must say, regarding Walk This Way, it still feels jarring to me to hear this and not hear Run DMC. Really? I actually prefer it without Run DMC. I, it's probably just because that version is what I grew up listening to more often. Same, so but it's I still not saying without them. <laughs> yeah, it's not saying it's better or worse. It's that that's what I'm used to hearing. So that's kind of what my brain expects. Oh. Also, I like the guitar the guitar solo late in the song better on the Run DMC recording. See, I liked it better without because for some reason, even though it was a good song and I liked it, I was disturbed by the Run DMC part for some reason. It just didn't feel right. 
I can't even think of the word I want to say. Just it, it felt wrong some in some way. And so when I heard it without, I was like, oh, that's so much better. Can you expand on that a little bit? I don't know. They just felt more together. No. Right? No. It's just something about Run DMC and the way they sound over this track when I just, mm, I don't want it. <laughs> okay. For some reason, it, it just, know. it just doesn't mesh yeah, with like, what you want. Right. Cause I heard it. Like I heard that version first and I was like, Ooh, I like this song. This is awesome. Who are they? Let me go find out who Aerosmith is. And so then I started searching and I've, found this song without Run DMC in it. And I was like, why did they do that in the first place? Yeah, because the record company asked them to. <sighs> they should stop sometimes. I'll have to find it, but I, I watched like this short documentary at some point mm -hmm. about the making of that particular track. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of interesting. And a case could certainly be made for that track, reviving interest in Aerosmith in the first place. Yeah, I was going like, to say Later that. Aerosmith might not exist if it weren't for that cover of Walk This Way. I, yeah, I agree with that because I probably never would have listened to Aerosmith if that song didn't exist because they wouldn't have come across mm -hmm. Let's the see, music that was being played around me. That album by Run DMC was released like in 1986. The, the prior two albums by Aerosmith, uh, in a Hard Place and Done With Mirrors, they sold well enough, you know, as far as to like fan base type of stuff, but it was way below expectations from the, from the stuff set by like their first six albums, which were all like really big. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about going from, you know, platinum selling records to a couple, eh, it, they only sold enough to be a certified gold. Then... This this track by Run DMC drops, and it it's not only I don't know a cultural touchstone, a phenomena, but it also still features Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. And then Permanent Vacation is released in 1987, and it's also a very strong album just on its own. But all of a sudden, more people seem to remember that Aerosmith exists in the first place. And you have another multi-platinum album. I can't say with any certainty whether or not that would have happened without Run DMC. But I can't discount the possibility of that being the case. Well, we appreciate the song because it gave us more great things. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was definitely important insofar as it was a huge influence on popular music for I think including up to today. Yeah, because we would never have that Jay-Z and Link of Park stuff. Did this album make you want to go back and, and go back through any of Aerosmith's older stuff, like their nineteen seventies catalog? Absolutely. This yeah. listen, I told you I like Aerosmith and I may not be all well versed and know what's going on, but whenever I hear any of their music, I like it. Like I've not heard a song by Aerosmith that I say I dislike. Ever. Well, I've heard a couple, but <laughs> but I think they're generally on the playable side of things. Yeah. I mean, I did have a couple thoughts about well, not a couple thoughts. The words screeching cats cross my mind a couple times but I always have that thought when I listen to rock sometimes because I'm like why do we sound like screeching cats 
Uh, was there anything on here that you did not like besides screeching cat noises? No, I enjoyed the whole thing. The one that I enjoyed the least was Draw the Line. That was another one of those songs that didn't quite kick it for me like the rest. That's not a good sentence, but that's what I mean. Uh, the low points for me, uh, Draw the Line was okay. Kings and Queens was not really in my my wheelhouse. It kind of sounded like he wanted to be at a Renaissance festival uh, and come together. It just wasn't... I was like, guys, if you're going to do a straightforward um, cover of a Beatles track, just be straightforward about it or go way off on the, on the rails and try something totally different. I liked it. But, uh, you know, apart from that, it, it sets a, this is not a, an album of extraordinary highs for me. It's, it's an album of, yeah, I can put this on and nobody's going to yell at me for it. And I can listen to it without wanting to claw my ears out. Yeah. I'm not rushing back to hit the next button. So along those lines, I think we can give our ratings. And I'll go ahead and start this time because I usually make you do it. I know. Yeah, I'm going to give this a six. It's a it's a take it or leave it kind of, mm-hmm. but it's a pleasant six because it's like I can put this on in, in a lot of circumstances and people are going to know a bunch of tracks and, they're, and uh, several of them people are going to want to sing along to. Mm-hmm. If we, if this is like a party kind of situation, yeah. and I don't have to worry about anybody getting angry at me about putting it on, <laughs> but I'm not going to go out of my way for it. Like just me personally. What about you? I was going to say a seven okay. because I generally do not like greatest hit albums, but I like this one because I would rather just buy this than try to buy all their music because it's just too much. Yeah, the good news is I'm pretty sure all of the albums these are from are available streaming on the services you already have. They are, and I'm probably still too lazy to go find them and click them and save them to my library. Yeah, so it's it's good enough to have this available. Yep, because I can throw this in with the rest of my music and it'll come up when it comes up and I'm going to be fine. All right, are we ready to find out what's coming next week? We sure are. Hey, Google, give me a number. Between 1 and 2057. Here's a random number. 492. 492. 492. You are going to be very happy with this. Because we are listening to Esperanza Spalding. We are listening to Junjo. J-U-N-J-O. I'm excited. I'm excited. And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you.